only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Outlaw Lu Peng straight to the Yellow Throne. And shall I? who and the daughter of emperors fail to be as able or as brave as they? The wise Nestorian was shrewd enough to see that here was a prize that might be worth the fostering. By the assumption of mystic knowledge, he learned from the bannerman of the Dragon Gate the truth of the girl's story, and so worked upon the good bannerman's native superstition and awe of superior power as to secure the custody of the young princess and to place her in his mission house of Tung Chao for teaching and guidance. Among the early Christians, the Nestorians held peculiarly helpful and elevating ideas of the worth and proper condition of woman. Their precepts were full of mutual help, courtesy, and fraternal love. All these the Princess Wu learned under her preceptor's guidance. She grew to be even more assertive and self-reliant, and became also expert in many sports, in which, in that woman-despising country, only boys could hope to excel. One day, when she was about fourteen years old, the Princess Wu was missing from the Nestorian Mission House by the Yellow River. Her troubled guardian, in much anxiety, set out to find the truant, and finally, in the course of his search, climbed the high bluff from which he saw the massive walls, the many gateways, the gleaming roofs and porcelain towers of the imperial city of Chang'an-di, city of continuous peace. But even before he had entered its northern gate, a little maid in loose silken robe, peaked cap, and embroidered shoes had passed through that very gateway, and slipping through the thronging streets of the great city, approached at last the group of picturesque and glittering buildings that composed the palace of the great Emperor Tai. Just within the main gateway of the palace rose the walls of the Imperial Academy, where 8,000 Chinese boys received instruction under the patronage of the Emperor, while just beyond extended long, low range of the archery school, in which even the Emperor himself sometimes came to witness or take part in the exciting contests. Drawing about her shoulders the yellow sash that denoted alliance with royalty, the Princess Wu, without a moment's hesitation, walked straight through the palace gateway, past the wandering guards, and into the boundaries of the archery court. Here, the young Prince Kao, an indolent and lazy lad about her own age, was cruelly goading on his trained crickets to a ferocious fight within their gilded bamboo cage, while, 
just at hand the slaves were preparing his bow and arrows for his daily archery practice now among the rulers of china there are three classes of privileged targets the skin of the bear for the emperor himself the skin of the deer for the princes of the blood and the skin of the tiger for the nobles of the court and thus side by side in the imperial archery school at chang'an hung the three targets the girl with the royal sash and the determined face walked straight up to the prince Kao. the boy left off goading his fighting crickets and looked in astonishment at the strange and highly audacious girl who dared to enter a place from which all women were excluded before the guards could interfere she spoke are the arrows of the great prince Kao so well fitted to the cord she said that he dares to try his skill with one who although a girl hath yet the wit and right to test his skill the guards laid hands upon the intruder to drag her away but the prince nettled at her tone yet glad to welcome anything that promised novelty or amusement bade them hold off their hands no girl speaketh thus to the prince cow and liveth he said insolently give me instant test of thy boast or the wooden collar footnote the wooden collar was the kia or kang hu a terrible instrument of torture used in china for the punishment of criminals End footnote. in the palace torture house shall be thy fate give me the arrows prince the girl said bravely and i will make good my words at a sign the slaves handed her a bow and arrows but as she tried the cord and glanced along the polished shaft the prince said yet stay girl here is no target set for thee let the slaves set up the people's target these are not for such as thou nay prince fret not thyself the girl coolly replied my target is here and while all looked on in wonder the undaunted girl deliberately towed the practice line twanged her bow and with a sudden whiz sent her well-aimed shaft quivering straight into the small white center of the great bearskin the imperial target itself with a cry of horror and rage at such sacrilege the guards pounced upon the girl archer and would have dragged her away but with the same quick motion that had saved her from the tartar robbers she sprang from their grasp and standing full before the royal target she said commandingly hands off slaves nor dare to question my right to the bearskin target i am the empress it needed but this to cap the climax prince guards and slaves looked at this extraordinary girl in open-mouthed wonder but ere their speechless amazement could change to instant seizure a loud laugh rang from the imperial doorway and a hearty voice exclaimed braved and by a girl who is thy empress prince let me too salute the sai ting footnote the sovereign divine an imperial title in footnote then a portly figure clad in yellow robes strode down to the targets while all within the archery lists prostrated themselves in homage before one of china's greatest monarchs the emperor taisung wun wu ti footnote 
our exalted ancestor, the literary martial emperor. In footnote. But before even the emperor could reach the girl, the bamboo screen was swept hurriedly aside, and into the archery list came the anxious priest, Thomas the Nestorian. He had traced his missing charge even to the imperial palace, and now found her in the very presence of those he deemed her mortal enemies. Prostrate at the emperor's feet, he told the young girl's story, and then pleaded for her life, promising to keep her safe and secluded in his mission home at Tung Chow. The emperor Tai laughed a mighty laugh, for the bold front of his only daughter of his former master and rival suited his warlike humor. But he was a wise and clement monarch withal. Nay, wise Olopun, he said, such rivals to our throne may not be at large, even though sheltered in the temples of the Hung Mao. Footnote. The light-haired ones, an old Chinese term for the Western Christians. End footnote. The royal blood of the House of Sui. Footnote. The name of the former dynasty. End footnote. Flows safely only within palace walls. Let the proper decree be registered, and let the gifts be exchanged, for tomorrow thy ward, the Princess Wu, becometh one of our most noble queens. And so at fourteen, even as the records show, this strong-willed young girl of the Yellow River became one of the wives of the great Emperor Tai. She proved a very gracious and acceptable stepmother to young Prince Kao, who, as the records also tell us, grew so fond of the girl queen that, within a year from the death of his great father, and when he himself had succeeded to the Yellow Throne, as Emperor Supreme, he recalled the Queen Wu from her retirement in the mission house at Tung Chow, and made her one of his royal wives. Five years after, in the year 655, she was declared Empress, and during the reign of her lazy and indolent husband, she was the power behind the throne. And when, in the year 683, Kao Sung died, she boldly assumed the direction of the government, and, ascending the throne, declared herself, Wu Hao, Sai Tin Hu, the Empress Supreme and Sovereign Divine. History records that this Zenobia of China proved equal to the great task. She governed the empire with discretion, extended its borders, and was acknowledged as empress from the shores of the Pacific to the borders of Persia, of India, and of the Caspian Sea. Her reign was one of the longest and most successful in that period known in history as the Golden Age of China. Because of the relentless native prejudice against a successful woman in a country where girl babies are ruthlessly drowned as the quickest way of ridding the world of useless encumbrances, Chinese historians have endeavored to blacken her character and undervalue her services. But later, scholars now see that she was a powerful and successful queen who did great good to her native land and strove to maintain its power and glory. She never forgot her good friend and protector Thomas the Nestorian. During her long reign of almost fifty years, Christianity strengthened in the kingdom and obtained a footing that only the great Mahometan conquests of five centuries later entirely destroyed. And the Empress Wu, 
so the chronicles declare, herself offered sacrifices to the great God of all. When hundreds of years after, the Jesuit missionaries penetrated into the most exclusive of all the nations of the earth, they found near the palace at Chang'an the ruins of the Nestorian Mission Church, with the cross still standing, and preserved through all the changes of dynasties, an abstract in Syriac characters of the Christian law, and with it the names of seventy-two attendant priests who had served the church established by Olopun. Thus, in a land in which, from the earliest ages, women have been regarded as little else but slaves, did a self-possessed and wise young girl triumph over all difficulties and rule over her many millions of subjects in a matter becoming a great prince. This even her enemies admit. Lessening the miseries of her subjects, so the historians declare, she governed the wide empire of China wisely, discreetly, and peacefully, and she displayed upon the throne all the daring wit and wisdom that had marked her actions, when years before she was nothing but a sprightly and determined little Chinese maiden on the banks of the turbid Yellow River. End of section 6「Lucky Land Slots」you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.